You're listening to the Soju Talk Nation podcast, episode 43. On today's episode, Zondi and Nina join the show to discuss January in Soju Talk music. So sit back and chill with friends. You're listening to the after show with the Soju Talk Nation. Welcome to the Soju Talk Nation podcast, a chill discussion on this month in the Soju Talk Nation. We're recording on Wednesday, February 2nd, 2022. I'm your host, Crispy, and joining me this week are two amazing, uh, excellent human beings, uh, people I aspire to, uh, people who uh, who accentuate all the goodness in the world. We have a, a British lad himself. Zondi, hello, sir. How dare you? How dare you? I apologize. I can't get away from the bits. I apologize. Um, but hello, Crispy. I hope you're having a lovely day. I'm having a fantastic day that you're here. Um, but we're also joined by someone who is um, kind of a stud, kind of the most adorable human being I think we've ever met. Uh, the one and only Nina. Hey, Nina. Don't make me laugh. I'm very happy to be here with uh, two of my favorite people. So thank you. <laughs> oh, that means a lot. That means a lot. I am I am visibly just like over full, over full filled with joy um, <laughs> to just be uh, on the show with you guys today. Just because uh, you know we we chat quite often on Discord, and um, it's just nice to hear your voices. Honestly, <laughs> um, we got a lot of music to cover for January. 2022, the start of the year. Um, so the crew went over a number of songs this month. Um, a couple of weeks where we had four songs. Um, even during the gap week, I think we still managed, I think, uh, roughly about 20 songs this month. Um, but we're going to try to break it down a little bit more concise, um, concise way, more directed to how we felt about the songs and kind of what we thought. So the structure this month uh, will be Nina... Zondi and myself will be giving a top three ranking of our three favorite songs um, to start the year. Um, if there's some overlap, um, we have some alternates, but for the most part, we're going to talk about why we chose them at that spot, um, see if there are any differences, and then kind of just go into what the crew discussed over the course of the month and how it's changed. Um, it hasn't changed. Because uh, I think it's nice to let songs and music kind of sit um, and see if uh, certain trends stick around or if they were kind of uh, a flash in the pan or if um, you know they hit differently for different people. So uh, yeah, let's, let's jump into it. Let's, go, let's start with Nina, the wonderful, amazing Nina. Hello, ma'am. Um, <laughs> your number three song for January 2022. Yeah. So I was saying earlier, it was kind of hard for me to narrow it down. My best friend and I have a, a Spotify playlist where we put all of our, it's actually just title tracks. And for January alone, we have 26 songs on here. Um, so yeah, that's 26 title tracks that we liked in January. So it was really hard. Um, my third place though, might be a surprise, might not be a surprise, um, is actually Ruby by Woozy of 17. 
Um, really funny, Nina. <laughs> I also happen to have Ruby by Woozy at seven by Woozy from seventeen at third. On my I chart. knew it. Okay, and I, have, I have to interrupt both of you because this is the song I told you guys pre-show that I hope is number three for both of you. <laughs> <laughs> See, this we know each other so well. We just our our taste is too similar. Um, yeah, it's. <laughs> The thing with Seventeen for me, as a lot of people probably know, is um, they're my favorite group. Um, so it can be difficult for me to be objective when it comes to Seventeen. Um, like I'm kind of at the point with them where they they give me something at Seventeen, so I'm happy and I like it. And uh, but with Woozy, especially, we were all we've been waiting for a Woozy solo for a long time. We got Hoshi's solo fighter last year, which um, is really good. <laughs> and we've been waiting a long time because they told us when Spider came out that we were going to be getting solos from all 13 members. And now here we are a year later and we've gotten two. Um, so I don't know if we're going to have to wait 13 years to get all 13 solos. But um, when they first announced a Woozy solo, I thought it was going to go one of two ways. I expected either his concert solos are usually a ballad, an emotional ballad, or I thought it was going to be like a sexy R&B song. Um, so I was really surprised when we got like a, a more rock inspired track. Um, and the fact that it's all in English as well, really surprising. <laughs> Woozy is not known to be um, one of the English speakers of Seventeen. So, you know, the little guy's full of surprises. Um, the song itself, like I said, it's it's hard for me to talk about Seventeen music without getting... Uh, <laughs> without being a little too extra um but well, i just i i sorry go ahead we'll get into get into some of the elements of the song so we do have like an yeah. emo rock take um but visually i feel like it's very fashion forward almost like a runway punk aesthetic um mm -hmm. and kind of the the thing that stood out to me that warren mentioned on the main show is that there's a ballad fake out at the beginning um how did you feel about that mm -hmm. when it comes up a little bit slower you're kind of anticipating like, okay, some, some emotion, some emotion. And all of a sudden it hits you with these instruments and this feel that is very different from your initial take on the song. Um, and it spins you into this different world of uh, Woozy being uh, very mysterious, and kind of edgy. You know, that, that suit, that red velvet suit, just it's ingrained in my brain forever. Uh, how did that all hit you, Nina? Yeah, well, like, like I said, I was... Um kind of anticipating a more ballad track so i think that switch up really just added to the whole effect of uh it just hits you harder um you're not expecting rock to come out of this little guy and him playing guitar as well uh we love seeing him play instruments and just show how really multi-talented this guy is um <laughs> the lyrics i gotta say a bit corny in spots <laughs> but you know it's K-pop. You gotta <laughs> you lean into it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I... <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Zondi. No, no. I was just gonna say. I mean, we're gonna be seeing more of that later. But this song uh, really surprised me as well with the ballad fake on, and and then I realized it was in English, and I was like, "What the hell is going on?" <laughs> uh, and I mean, I'm not Nina. Uh, our tastes are similar, but I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, this huge Seventeen fan. I knew Woozy is like, you know, he obviously worked on a lot of Seventeen stuff. Um, on top of that, I, you know, my personal attachment to Woozy is that he wrote Downpour, but for IOI, as well as Love Run from Pump for From Us Nine. 
But when I listened to the song, it like it hit me with a ballad fake out, and then the guitarist came in, and all of a sudden I was like, "Wait, why am I like you know I'm I was enthralled and." And then I, I listened to the way his voice was processed, which I thought was really interesting. Uh, it was like this weird high-pass filter. It sounded like his mic was being put through a guitar amp. And my first thought was, oh, this is The Strokes. This is like, this is is this it from, from by The Strokes? Yes. But more people, I think a lot of people also said uh, Watermelon Trigger, which also made sense. It's it's also similar. And I was just, I, I really like it. Um I'm a big fan of the Strokes, so it's it. I think it's very clearly that inspiration to me, especially with the instrumentation. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just the, want to point that out. The distortion was probably the most interesting part of the entire song, right? Because I had to listen to it several times once, just on my computer speakers, and then just a number of times through my headphones. Um, and then I finally understood what Doug was trying to say that the, that they sound different, that the pronunciation sounds different. Because initially, I. I'm pretty passive with how I hear the song until I really sit down with headphones. Um, what about that distortion that really stood out to you guys? Um, you know, go ahead and talk about that a little bit more because I think that is the most unique part of it that I can't really put words to because I think that's like the most musically creative part of uh, the song where it might be beyond my ability to speak about the music, but how did that all come together? Um, you know, understanding who he is and kind of his history with, with music and his artistic direction in the past. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's different um, from what we hear from 17 and uh, like Zondi was saying, it's kind of that two thousands, uh, not, not quite grunge, but <laughs> whatever you would call that. Yeah. Um, and it just really, it, it's, it's a different sound that we haven't heard much in K-pop. I think that's what makes it stand out. Um, and that plus the the production on the guitar, it, it's it's almost like a little bit grittier <laughs> than the usual clean style that we get from Seventeen. So it's just it, it's just nice to see all these different sides of Woozy and the fact that he can rock all of them. <laughs> I think gritty is like the perfect way to put it. It's gritty, but then in still within the the sphere of the fashion visuals of what they're trying to represent trying to say in the music video right because um they're they're in essentially a basement right no windows yeah basically yeah he's like in the bathtub a few times um but there's a lot of i love the bathroom the bathroom is amazing he's just in it they put him in a pit so he's even shorter than the other uh dancers around him (laughs) yeah um i I didn't notice it until doug mentioned that they use his height in different ways um to kind of like put him in the foreground and the background for the models um, yeah, I'm paused in a frame where it's like shot from below, so it looks like he's taller. My boy is five foot three. He's so. five foot three. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> huh. His official profile height, I think, is five five. But uh... <laughs> I yeah. I just also also I just want to point out something before I lose the thought. Where we're talking about obviously vocal processing, and I think it's. <laughs> I always love when uh, producers are happy to put a lot of effects on voices, not in like, not in the highway, but more in the boozy way, because, like, a lot of the time it's like you want to keep effects off of the voices to to try and you know sell the, the uniqueness of your member's voice, uh, but when they manage to pull it off like this, or I think, um, I'm gonna shout out one of my favorite 
K-pop songs, Lunatic by Arai Circle. It wasn't, <laughs> for me, like one of those times where they managed to still sell the uniqueness of a group or sell like a, a certain aspect of a member despite or on top of really like just like putting a ton of effects on, on their voices. I don't know. I think it's really cool. I think it plays into the characterization yeah, of what the music video was trying to represent. Like you said, Nina, it's like very gritty and edgy, but also kind of dark and grungy, um, but still has the same K-pop flair to like that energy spike within the song, right? Um, yeah, and I think, like you said, like sometimes the distortion or sometimes putting too many effects on a, on a voice uh, can be too cleaned up. But I think in this case where it's playing very much into... This is the concept. This is, it's supposed to be a little bit strange. It's supposed to take you into a different direction. Um, I think it all works really well. And it surprised me how much I like the song. Because mm-hmm. I think we've all established that I don't listen to very many um, boy groups <laughs> and, and male singers. But um, this one really hit me. And I was just like, I'm surprised in the best ways. I'm very glad to hear it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Nina, Thanks any, for listening. Of course. For you, Nina, anything. <laughs> Um, Nina, any closing thoughts on, on your boy from 17? Uh, no, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you guys feel the same. Thanks for keeping me on track uh, when I get going about 17. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, uh, in general, I've loved the, the rock influence that we're starting to see in K-pop. And I hope that we see more of it this year. Yeah, yeah. I think, I'm. was that one of Warren's predictions, aside from the chill theming of songs? I think so. Or is I, think, it just... I, think, I don't think he said rock. Was it Doug who said I don't rock? I think so. One of them said rock. Yeah. Or maybe I'm making that up in my head. Um, maybe that, I'm projecting uh, myself into it. Love Song was my personal 2021 20, favorite song. Love Song by TXT. So, it's good. I'm, um, I'm not going to yeah. lie. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Well, okay. Top five. I haven't I haven't decided on my top one yet, but <laughs> that I really may, like that one. It may not and... be my favorite boy group song of last year. Mm-hmm. But I don't Definitely my favorite boy group song. So I mean, for whatever. sure. <laughs> Um, all right, and that's, of course, not counting 17 because they're uh, always first place. <laughs> yeah, I have to take away Shiny from mine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, we, we got our biases. We got our favorites. Yeah, yeah. Can't help it. All right. Uh, Zondi, you're up next. So your number three was also Woozy. Um, up, so you can either go for an alternate or you can go right into your number two ranked song of the month. Um, I'll pop into an alternate because... I'm gonna. I mean, not because, but I do think this might be in your chart, crispy, and it's gonna be Wua Catch the Stars. <laughs> That's a great selection. That is not on my list. Wow, I honestly I don't have too many notes on this song. It's it's catchy and it's well produced, and I really enjoyed it. I haven't listened to any. I was gonna say many, but I just haven't listened to any other Wua tracks. But this really caught my attention. Um, I, I I mean, it's one of those songs we talk about this a lot where it's very uncontroversial and it's hard to get mad at it, but it's also going to, like, I don't know, fall off out of my, my brain in, in a couple of weeks, I think. Whereas other songs, which I think maybe are higher up in my chart, will not. But I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good song. Yeah, Warren put it best on the show. It's very clean. It's very non-offensive. Um, 
it's very fun and light, and I think they characterize the the high teen concept very well. One, because I think they are actually that age, so good job to the girls. Um, and two, I think just the idea of daydreaming and catching the stars and just all the the fun, fantastical ideas of what it means to be a teenager and a kid. I think we're all captured well, not with just not just in the music video, but with the song. Oh, it's just very catchy. Um, there's a certain energy and a bounce to it, um, and it plays into retro. Um, just like the trend has been over the past year and year and a half, but somehow in a unique way where it's specifically them. And I can I can point out this song as being the Wua song, um, as opposed to just like that's the other retro song of 2021. Uh Nina, did you have any thoughts about this song? How did the song hit you when you yeah. first heard it? Yeah, I've been uh I've been a bit of a Wua liker since they first debuted. Uh their their past stuff was definitely more divisive. Um a little bit quirkier. Um, I, I really like Bad Girl, but I know a lot of people, especially Bad Girl has this uh, chanty bridge that a lot of people find a little bit strange. And so this is a more traditional girl group song compared to what they've done in the past. And like Zombie said, it might not be the most memorable. Like I might not come back to this in five years and be like, wow, that's a K-pop classic. Um, but it's still a really nice listen. And it's nice to see just, you know, as much as we all like the experimental new stuff, sometimes it's nice to just have like a sugary K-pop song. And um, and like you're saying, the music video is very cute as well. Like they're they're in high school, but they're daydreaming and they're in space and stuff. And it's just it it has that like nostalgic feeling of old K-pop, and it's really nice. <laughs> it's one of those rare examples, and I hate to say say it's because it's a cliche that less is more, where it's like it's a very clear title. Like catch the stars, like it automatically transports you into this idea of dreaming, right? Looking forward to something, um, and then it's just, they put them in high school. They put them thinking about um, space and just things that don't have to do with the classroom. But you know they're together and they're friends and just running around fields and stuff. And it's like, yeah, I did that once, and it also brings back a lot of feelings of old K-pop. You know, kind of at that point in your life when you find K-pop. Uh, for me, like early 2010s. Uh, so definitely feeling that kind of way. Um, and I, I don't know. It's just it's just one of those very happy songs that fits counter to what the trends have been, whether that's emo rock or hyper pop or experimental stuff that we've got with some girl groups. Um, yeah. And I think it's just a very safe, but safe in a good way. Um, a fun song to put in January where I can just feel feel good, you know, feel, feel kind of happy. Um, just but- a... A sugary little treat. Sugary little treat. Oh. Yeah. God, well put. Um, shout out to Delmonic. Um, he is a huge Wuha fan. Um, mm-hmm. I I have listened to Wuha a little bit in the past because of him, but this is the first song where it really just stuck in my head. I'm just like, yeah, this this is it. Um, but it is much different from their past stuff, like you said, Nina. Um, Zondi, any closing thoughts on Wuha? Uh, my notes say, fun little guy, I don't know, not much to say. So that's all I have. <laughs> fun little guy. <laughs> I feel like that's a theme so far in the past two songs. Like a fun little guy with Woozy. And a fun little guy. In <laughs> he a, is a fun little guy. <laughs> he is a stars. fun little guy. <laughs> all right. Um, let's move on to uh, my song. My number three song for January. Sorry, one second. Let me pull it up. Okay. Right so this is the, the surprise, I think, to all. Well, maybe not a surprise. Just because I am kind of obsessed with um, at least half of this. Oh, I know where you're going to... Oh, uh, so we have uh, Bam Bam with Who Are You featuring Sulgi. Um, the main show would even mention, would like to 
maybe not, maybe argue, I think is the correct way to put it, but it's more of a collaboration where it's a uh, Bam Bam X Loki. Um, watching this music video a number of times over the past few days, the performance video, um, really digging into the song itself. Um, it is very much a sulky complimentary song. Um, they are in it together, but I think that goes into the theming of what the lyrics and the visual metaphors are trying to say. Um, it is a love song, so there is um, some very down-tempo R&B ballad things going on, but the message is about reflecting yourself into somebody else. Um, who are you? Who am I? Is the idea. Um, because it's such a performance-heavy song, the thing that stood out to me most was the dancing. Um, they did mention it's kind of difficult to see in the music video, so you have to watch the performance video, but they do an excellent job of capturing it all. And a lot of the movement is an inversion of each other. So it's as if they're in a mirror, they're dancing next to each other, behind each other, but all their movements are inverted. I think that is a beautiful bit of storytelling. Um, and I didn't really know what to expect from Bam Bam. I'm not the biggest God 7 fan. I know their songs just enough. I know Bam Bam is uh, Lisa's best friend because you know, they, they grew up together. Um, I know he's a great dancer. Musically, this one kind of hit me because I love R&B. So I am just all about like this kind of vibe. Uh, the main show had a lot of nice things to say about it, but ultimately they landed on this song not having enough sticking power because it might be too mellow. Um, even though it was a pre-release, I think... For me, I enjoyed this more than his other song that came out this month, um, Slow Mo. But I also feel like it's a good one-two punch of two songs that he released in this album. Uh, Nina, I'll throw it to you. What'd you think about Bam Bam and Sulgi with Who Are You? Yeah, on the topic of Bam Bam himself, um, I, I used to be you know a decent GOT7 fan, but Bam Bam was not one of my favorite members um not to say i disliked him but um you know i just never really vibed with him um i didn't think he was a very good rapper (laughs) but since got seven has uh you know started going solo his stuff has been my favorite by far um which really surprised me i you know like i said i mean maybe i just didn't know much about him um, but yeah, no, his solo stuff so far, Ribbon was really catchy, slow-mo was catchy. This Who Are You is art. Um, Solgi, if I was going to pick a song and a concept that encapsulated Solgi, it would be this. Like, I think this, the dance style, the vocals, like, everything about it is just Solgi, and she really owns it. Um... I, you know, people saying it's too chill or whatever like that. I, I don't know. I just think it's really beautiful. Um, yeah, like the chemistry between these two, I was not expecting. When I like when Bam Bam posted a teaser picture with Sulky, I thought that was well. Apparently, he they've been friends, but I was like, this is a weird pairing. But it's not. They worked really well together, and this song's great. Yeah, it's beautiful. Beautiful. I think is the thing that I always come away with with this song and this music video, just because it is an art piece, like you said. Um, it's not the typical K-pop song, but it is presented that way, where, you know, we got Sulgi. Um, I think, I don't think it got a stage per se, but I think people, it was promoted in a way where you knew it was coming within the same line of other K-pop songs. Um, Zondi? I thought it was, it's technically a pre-release, right? Yeah, yeah, pre-release. Um, I think the, the full music video did surprise me a bit. Um, Because I I would expect more of just the performance video, but we got the full thing. 
You got a lot of interesting art piece and uh, set pieces. Um, but Zandi, how did you feel about the song? Um, very chill song, but um, you know, it's Bam Bam. We like God 7. I think you like, you're a pretty big God 7 fan, from what I remember. No, I, I'm not too big on God 7. I mean, I enjoy them. Biff, I like you think I'm stuff. thinking I think of your you, best friend. I'm so sorry. You're thinking of Jeff <laughs> But um, I'm a big fan of Red Velvet. I The first time I watched a music video, I was like, this is, this is sick. Um, <laughs> the Music-wise, it didn't capture me too much. It's one of those songs that uh, is more of... It's really performance-forward, I think. Uh, I don't think the song... I, like, the song is good, don't get me wrong. It's really well-produced, and it's, it's easy to get lost in it. But I... It, I don't know. I, it's not something I would generally listen to but every time i open the video i kind of just sit there for three minutes and watch it and like damn that was good and uh i think they i have to give massive props to the songwriters because they were I, I don't know i think the the production was really complimentary to silky's voice uh just like how like like crispy said uh, and the performance as well as I think it's very complimentary to both of them. Like it, it works really, really well uh, as a as an entire piece. I really enjoyed it, and the music video is really beautiful. I don't know. I like the song. No, it's it's one of those that I think is different enough from like primary releases in K-pop where it really stands out. But the song itself. I think it's a full package, right? Because I because Warren will mention occasionally that he puts the music ahead of uh, the music video, the concept, and just everything else. But I think something like this, where it's an entire art piece where you have to consume it all together, um, I don't think there's a better way I could spend three, three and a half minutes of watching these two beautiful performers doing amazing art together um, in this kind of way. So yeah, I just I'm just I'm just gushing about this song, guys. I'm I'm gonna stop right here. Um, all right. Um, let's move on. Let's let's bring it back to the top. To Nina, ma'am. Um, what is your number two song for January 2022? My number two song is a song that you guys probably also have on your list, <laughs> or at least one of you. Um, and it is DM by Promise Nine. That is my number two song as well. It did not make my top three. Oh, okay. <laughs> I knew at least one of you would have it. Um, man, Promise. Promise Nine. I... There's just something about Promise, right? Like, they don't know how to make a bad song. They're so beautiful. <laughs> They're... You know, I heard someone the other day say that they were saying, oh, Promise isn't known for their vocals. But... The vocals in this song, <laughs> the girls are turning it out. I just think they get better every time. And I just want to see them do well because they've been giving us nothing but bangers. Um, this one, as we've talked about, is produced by um, the same... Last one. Thank you. <laughs> the same team that did uh, The Feels by Twice. And Feel and Good. Also- and feel, and feel good and feel special. Yes, the 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 feels trio, um, and I think DM especially has similar vibes to the feels, but it's a little more chic, a little more grown up. Um, still has that disco 
vibe to it, but I don't know, man. There's something about Promise and the way that they deliver things. It's very glamorous. Yes, take away from, thank from you. I, I, I feel all of those things as well. Um, it is my number two song. I have loved every. I have loved a lot of Promise Nine stuff from. The, Were you going to say every, and then you thought of fun? No. What was? Is it? that why you changed? What was the, the first song in their disco trilogy? I love trilogy? fun. I love fun too. Fun. Uh, feel um, good. Feel good. Yeah. So when that song came out, I was like, "Oh, they're doing disco. Oh, they're doing a real good." Mm-hmm. They were real good. So then I, I became more of a fan. I, I will say I'm not the I, I wasn't the biggest fan only because I just didn't give it a chance. You know, I didn't listen to them very often because there's just only so much time in a day. Uh, but I will say over the past uh, month or so, I've gone back and listened to everything. In search of a bias, in search of a favorite person, I have found that person. Um, this person currently has short hair. Uh, this person currently has many, many fan cams. Um, I, I mispronounce this person's name all the time, but I'm just going to try to say it. Sedum? Sedum, yeah. Sedum? Peppa oh, Hands, man. Peppa Hands. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> just, she is incredible. This, this, this lady is just, she, she dances. She did a cover of Ariana Grande that I found that Biff, was it Biff? Was someone, one of you sent it to me? I died. I just, I just couldn't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> With regards to this song, I, I echo everything you said about it being a lot more mature. Um, shout out to the production team um, hitting kind of all the top disco songs over the past year and a half. Um, and the disco trilogy between Feel Good, We Go, and DM uh, with Talk and Talk kind of being a side quest. It's it's a song. It's there. It's kind of fun. Um, I like Talk and Talk. It's kind of fun, right? <laughs> right? It's kind of fun, right? Um, but the, the disco trilogy <laughs> itself is just it's just so appealing. Um, it hits all the notes of the, the trend while doing things in a very specifically promise nine way. And the thing I can point out to it, point out that is promise nine to me are the vocals. Um, I think I have heard that as well, not just like in uh, this, this in discord, but just in other places that promise nine has not been known for vocals, but seeing stages of DM, I'm like, wow, no, they have great vocals. Um, shout out to uh Hyung and hitting the Ariana Grande whistle notes. Um, there mm-hmm. are a few videos of them um, doing the the end of end of music show stages where she's doing it and just like wow this 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 lady this girl she 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 got it she's trying real hard yes their uh, their encore stages have been quite good that's where I was really like wow uh, their uh, their vocal line yeah they got it yeah yeah <laughs> uh, Zondi um, it's not on your list but you know what do you think about this song and how did you feel about the crew. Um, loving the song as well because it's stuck around it's all the way it's it's got its second crown as of this week um and i think it's just one of those very consistent songs that is very appealing to the crew as well um how did you feel about dm by promise nine yeah well a few things first of all there's a reason why i picked the other song to to go for number three is because this was my other alternate (laughs) uh and the other thing is i for uh, the the day this came out, I had just listened to another song, which was ringing in my brain, and it was like you know it I couldn't get it out. So the first time I listened to this, it kind of passed me by, and I wasn't too hot on it uh, at first. I was like, this is just kind of a song, but as the days passed, I listened to it more and more, especially since the album I think is really good. Um, I listened to it more and more. I gave it a shot because Promise, in my opinion, has not had a bad title track. They have one of the the tightest title track discographies in all of K-pop, in my opinion. Agreed. Uh, 
uh, Shout Out's Fun. I love that song. No, I'm kidding. I love that song, but also uh, I understand why people don't like it. <laughs> but yeah, the this song eventually did grow on me. I, I do really enjoy it now. Just maybe not as much as the other songs on the rest of my chart. But it definitely is one of those songs that you listen to the chorus and it, you, you know you get like warm feelings inside. Uh, I, when the teaser picks came out, I think everyone collectively died. And uh, yeah, still, still not uh, not alive. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I had another note, but yeah, whatever it was, uh, I think this was good. I I I. You know, in retrospect, I really do enjoy the song. Uh, and I just want mm-hmm. more from us all the time. Even though I am like a new fan of them, I do. I I, I don't know. But they have some of the best. Love Bomb is one of the best songs ever written. And uh, shout outs to DM and the album. The album's really good. Escape Room, Hush Hush, Zero G, all amazing mm-hmm. songs. Escape Room, very good. Yeah. Um, Escape Room, the first time I listened to that, my reaction was, what the fuck is this? This is amazing. <laughs> I think everything you said is a great big celebration for how K-pop can evolve and change within just one person, right? I think because there's just so much K-pop sometimes, it's hard to find the things that really resonate with you right away. Promise 9, great example for yeah. myself. Um, I Oh, been I remember the thing I was going to say. Go ahead. Sorry. No, you're fine. Yeah, uh, uh, shout out, shout outs to uh, Hyung's uh, RBB note. She did the RBB. <laughs> I mean, who? That is a call. That is a great call out. Um, I I have that. I as love Ariana. RBB. I don't know why people don't like that. Sorry, sidetrack. RBB is a great song. RBB is a great song. RBB is great. Um, it's it's one of those songs that people as usual we all agree I know, God, God, who are you guys get out of my head um, but i think it's one of those songs that is is a easy talking point to be divisive even though it's not necessarily the most divisive song like ever um but i think it's one of those where it's a it's an easy sticking point for a lot of people that you can pick a side right where it's like do you have to pick a side can you just like like it and be okay with it um I don't know, we're going on a tangent um but with dm just to kind of close out this song i think for me what elevates the song even more again like i'm a very visual person so the music video and pairing with this idea of being glamorous and being mature um the colors the different ways they use the colors throughout the end of the music video um essentially in a room painting the room and then shifting to being outside painting the town um i think all of those things like complement really well with this idea of disco chill disco you know like mature partying um but then for for them as a group i don't know where that was going but um <laughs> thanks thanks warren for uh, for all those words um oh the thing that warren mentioned was it's muted i think that's the one thing i do want to bring up with them it's a muted version of disco that separates this song from the other two songs that they previously did feel good and we go i think it's just an excellent progression for this group it is it, it the mutedness does kind of lend to the maturity we're talking about i think mm-hmm. yeah and i think promises is kind of heading in that more mature direction maybe it's the platus influence who knows we can only speculate yeah yeah we've seen promise grow up quite a bit you know because their debut was very schoolgirl. Um, their debut was early g friend yes yeah like glass b g friend yeah. 
Um, and then going into, you know, like Love Bomb and Fun, which were kind of like bright and colorful, but still really youthful. And now with this disco trilogy, we're seeing them become women. <laughs> and it's, it's very nice. <laughs> yeah, we're going on the journey with them, which is kind of beautiful, right? Oh, I love it. All right, Zondi, sir, your number two track of the month. My number two track is um, a very sweet song, as Warren would call it. It's, it's Uju Sonyo Chokumi with Sweet Three Uppers. <laughs> Thank you. Did, did you pronounce that correctly? Just just want to check before you went on. Crispy, I'm not saying choke me on the podcast. I think you kind of just did. But <laughs> so Uju Sonyo Chokume. Um, Tell me about Super Yuppers. What What is it about this uh, high sugar candy song that has got you uh, with cavities, sir? The, my, my initial reaction, uh, to the first time I listened to the song and watched a music video was they've done it again, you know? Humph uh, was extremely fun and stupid and funny and catchy, weirdly catchy. And Super Yuppers just continued that streak of we're not going to take ourselves too seriously and we're just going to have a a fun time. We're going to record a crazy, stupid music video where we're like vigilante superheroes. And we're also going to, you know, you know, music aside, completely music aside, it's just like, you know, a hilarious song. There's the interlude where Dayong just decides to go full Sailor Moon. I don't know. It's it's everything I dreamed of ever since, you know, Orange Caramel and Crayon Pop have stopped releasing tracks. And I think they've got the perfect girls to do it. I think, contrary to maybe what they say on the podcast, they do an amazing job of, like, not taking it seriously at all, which is the point. And I don't know. Every time they perform it, whenever, like, I, they just seem to, have, to be having so much fun. I, and I really enjoy that more than anything. And the song itself was good enough that I don't really care. So, Nina, my question for you is, does this unit of four um, pretty kind of amazing Uju Sonya girls fill the void of this type of K-pop, right? Where it's very self-aware, where it's very much a meme, kind of a troll song. Because I don't think we've had very many of these songs over the past year, year and a half. Um, how do you feel like Chokume fills this gap for K-pop? Yeah, I, I have been uh, saying recently that a lot of new K-pop takes itself maybe a little bit too seriously. Um, and we need someone to bring the fun back to K-pop. And that's definitely what these girls are doing. Um Dae Young, obviously, like this is, it's like she created this concept. Um, and Dae Young, especially um, as someone who's watched the Cosmic Girls from the beginning, um, she has just gained so much confidence and really come into herself. And it's just, it's amazing to see her having so much fun on stage. Um, they do this so well. They're campy and they know it. Um <laughs> And yeah, the stages, so much fun to watch. And shout out to their stylists because the stage outfits have all been so unique, but so cute. Um, And it's just been like, I've watched every stage of this song because it's just so good. (laughs) They're having so much fun and they look so good. And thank you, Chokomi. (laughs) 
they're leaning into the magic girls in a way where it's like, yes, we know this is absurd, but we're going to have the most fun with it. And thank you to our company, Starship. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was about to be really <laughs> fake right there. Um, that they allowed them to do such a thing. Um, because I mean Ive is right behind them. I've correct. I'm not wrong, right? <laughs> um, right behind them. So it's just yes. it's just really I think it's it's a great confluence of events that you have these four specifically. Um I, we've shouted out Dayong a million times. I'm gonna do it one more time. She is anime girl and we love it. I think she herself has encapsulated this not just physically but just the way that she expresses herself on on her face and it's a really plain way to say it but every time you see her in character in in front of a camera she's in she's in it right she's experiencing the concept and she's just giving the fans and giving the people what they want but in a way where i feel like it's very sincere and i think that's what's just the most appealing thing for me about the song um my favorite collaboration video is actually with dayoung and wonho so they do yeah. Yeah, they do the choreo. Yes. It's really good. Wonho is huge. He takes up two thirds of the camera <laughs> and yet he's doing all of it. I'm just like, whoa, I'm impressed. Very nice. Dayang, the hardest working TikToker in the business. Truly. Oh, yeah, no, the girls pumped out so many and so many of them were Dayang. Yeah. She has to be in the triple digits by now. <laughs> she Maybe started before. duetting fans. Yes. Like she's yeah, she's cracked. <laughs> yes, I, she's a one woman promo machine. She's a Sigma grind center, is what she is. Yeah, <laughs> rise and grind. Uh, all right, well, I gotta throw the last thoughts to uh to Zondi here. So you have a favorite member of Cosmic Girls who's also no, does he? It. I didn't. Does he have a bias? I I, I didn't know. I don't know how you pronounce the name. I always mess it up. Um, you always somehow manage to screw it up. Can, can you enlighten? Can you illuminate who this person is and why you love her? And finally, how you feel like she did with this release, Super Yuppers? I mean, I think out of all the Uji Sonya members, like I said, they picked the four best members, and one of them just happens to be Luga. And I am obviously a big fan of hers. Uh, since debut, I was a big fan of her specifically, as well as the rest of the group, obviously. And yeah, no, I think she did a really good job. She's obviously not going to be, uh, maybe not obviously, but she's not going to be in, in the, the spotlight for these tracks. But she does an amazing job of playing her part. Very complimentary. To the group i think yeah. they have a great balance also i think the four of them um nobody overshadows anyone else i think dayang absolutely just you just want to look at her because she encapsulates the concept but i don't think anyone else falls behind too far i think because it's four it's very easy to digest very accessible um and you do eventually get to know them if you do follow the release and i have i do have a favorite i mispronounced her name that's with a y <laughs> Yoram? Yoram. That, <laughs> yeah, thank you. also my favorite. You are the yeah. best. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh, she just dyed her hair like this beautiful ginger. Oh, oh I love it. It's stunning. so good. Yeah, she's been uh, how many different hair colors in the last month? But Six. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> More or less. Um, shout, out, shout out to, uh, to girls dyeing their hair because that is a commitment and that is a sacrifice for their future hair. So. Thanks, I just dyed mine yesterday. <laughs> shout out to Nina. <laughs> Wow, Nina, we gotta we gotta see a 
we're not gonna promise anything, but if if you want to just show a photo of the hair, just just the hair, you know, I think we can find a way to include that somewhere for all the fans to see because you have a lot of fans. All right, uh, I think it's my turn, right? So my number, no, I went number two. So I have an alt- alternate, 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 ultimate. Um, ultimate. This is perfect because um, I, I'm just gonna say it. We've got the girls. They are on top. It's step back. <laughs> uh, man. All right. So when it got announced, I was kind of, I, I couldn't, I didn't know what to do with myself. I was like, these, these are all females who are very powerful, who are great singers, dancers, who have spent the time of over a decade. For me, maybe a tenth of my lifetime because I'm almost 100. For most, mm-hmm. older than most. So to seeing them all put together and then the release finally coming up, when I first heard the song and watched the music video, a bit jarring because I initially um, compared it to NCT, kind of just the the strange like bassy hip hopness of it all. But then really diving into the song, letting it sink in a couple of times, it, it's kind of incredible that they were able to do such a very co- convoluted, I think is a good way to put it, but in a way that showcased all the members. I mean, you have. I need, I have the list. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. You have uh, Boa, Taeyeon, <laughs> Hyoyeon, Sulgi, Wendy, Karina, Winter, and they found a way, at least within the song and the music video, um, to showcase them. Um, I did feel like I got a little bit of everyone. Um, the visual dance line, Boa, Hyoyeon, and Sulgi, definitely felt like they were the main attraction. But then Karina opens the song, and she's also got a couple rap sections. I'm just like, girl, you're pretty good. Um, yeah, there's just a lot happening here. Um, let me let me throw it to Nina. Nina, how'd you feel about this song? Um, how'd you feel about this song kind of being a thread from the NCT sound that SM is known for? Um, and then just ultimately, how do you feel about them all coming together? This is the A team of SM girls. The A team. How'd you feel? Yeah, I'm. You know, as a former, well, like an all-time Sonia Day fan, I would say former, but obviously. Um, it, it's just, it's the female Super M that we've all been praying for, but like next level. This, I'm obsessed with this instrumental. <laughs> I know for a lot of people, it's it's pretty jarring. Um, I love it. I think it's so cool. Um, I wish sometimes that the vocals were a little more interesting. Sometimes there's certain points where the vocals are all kind of the same like we're sitting to the same note, we're doing a little bit of shouting. Um, I don't know. I, I I wanted a bit more from the vocals. Maybe I don't really know what to describe. <laughs> you, you didn't really I know what you mean. Though. Yeah, um, Warren mm-hmm. I think brings it up that the vocals could have been a little bit more dynamic. That they all sounded mm-hmm. a little t- too similar because all of them do sing similarly uh, between Taeyeon and Wendy specifically. I think they sound the same in a lot of parts. Um, you can hear that SM vocal I mean, training for sure. Yeah, it's it's all it, it sounds like you young Jin is singing it, right? <laughs> and it, it sucks because because on any other day you listen to Taeon, Wendy, Sulgi, um, Winter, and Boa, and they're all singing, and you can tell which one is which, just like off the top of your head, right? But when I listen to this song, it does feel like I don't really know who's who. Which sucks, because they got all the best. Like I'm, you know, I'm a, I've been a sucker for anything SM, 
my mm-hmm. entire life. And yep. uh, everything, it's, you know, they want this to be like a culmination of all their stuff. I, I It, it kind of just feels, I felt a little let down, especially with respect to the emotions that I was feeling when I saw the initial teaser pick on Instagram. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is happening? Uh, but, I mean, I'm with Nina. I think the instrumental is really, really good. It's definitely grown on me where, um, I don't know, it's like the, this funny little sub-bass that's like portamento. It's like sliding all over the place and these like weird dissonant strings up above. It's really... It is it's definitely, I think, like you said, Crispy, like Warren said, it's like an extension of the NCT sound. But maybe the writing, maybe the productive the the production direction that they were heading in didn't really lend to you know pushing what makes you know some of the people in this group some of the best vocalists in K-pop I mean mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's gonna argue but like Wendy and Taeyeon are up there mm-hmm. um, and you should be able to tell who's singing at any given moment but you can't and it sucks sucks i that's all i got no i i agree with that sentiment in in the sense that i think the song itself is a very fast-paced song um there are a couple slowdown parts especially in the last third of the song where they do switch it up Mm -hmm. and um, i think that's also kind of where it flourishes where you give you give a few rap sections with a few dance breaks and then it kind of mellows out some of the shouting um that we 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 kind of agreed on um and a metaphor for me when I heard the song is it's it feels like a race and they're running a relay and they're just handing off to the next person with a lot of intensity, right? It's just a lot of quick, quick, quick feelings, right? Things moving very fast um, to the point where it's just all very escalated. Um, some of it worked, some of it didn't. Um, and I think that's kind of where it falls um, a little bit short in the sense that all of the vocals did sound similar in that sense. Um, but as far as the, the package and putting it all together, I think just seeing it, mm-hmm. it puts me in a place where I can overlook some of the shortcomings, understanding that it is a group project. So a project specifically, right? Um, hopefully that means that the next iteration of it will have a more, um, I don't know, a song that, that does a little bit more, that's a little bit more dynamic, that at least showcases the members in a different way. Um, but I think for a first entry, um with this group of seven i believe it's seven i'm counting seven um that seven yeah that they you know can can kind of progress from this point right um i think they did mention on the main show that there are going to be other members of sm um the sm girls who and in what capacity and how i'm excited (laughs) now i just just, you know it's just like we still got we still got some irene got some yeri Get some joy. I'm ready for the Yeri Joy unit. Oh, yes. Then, then who's left in S- SNSD? Can, can we call, there's, there's five girls in OGG. So. Can we call Tiffany and say, hey, you're pretty popular still? <laughs> She'd probably do it. Right? She probably would, yeah. God, just, oh man. Just, um, I, think it's a good, I think it's a good start to the year with this. Just this, this very like creative, experimental. Um, the, th- the thing that they described on the main show is it's um, the Gregorian chorusing, which is like, okay, yeah, that that's mm-hmm. super unique. Um, I think that is what's going to at least 
stick in my memory for this song and I can kind of overlook kind of the shortcomings knowing that more music will come for the rest of the year from them. Nina, any closing thoughts on uh, Girls on Top? Yeah, just like two things. Um, one, you're talking about the slowdown in like the second half. Those are definitely like there's the one leading into the dance break. I think it's Boa and Winter. That's great. Um, and then there's like a second one with Sylvie and Taeon. Those are definitely like those are the ones where you can really hear like, yes, that's <laughs> that's what I wanted to hear. That part is great. And I just I just wanted to shout out Boa. Like, I, as we were sitting here, I was watching the performance video, and, like, she is it. <laughs> like, Shame there's a the reason. Show? Yeah. Sorry, they were saying on the show that she debuted before Karina and Winter, which also yes. means, by extension, that she debuted before I was born, which is crazy. Yes. Boa was 13? 14. It was, it was the year 2000. <laughs> Was it 13? Goodness. I think I can remember somewhere that it's 13, but I also could Yeah. But yeah, no, there's a reason. I mean, the girl has two decades of performing experience, and you can tell. She, <laughs> she's the moment. Through. Yeah. Yeah. And is um, probably some kind of minority owner in SM herself. So shout out to her for just hanging out with the mm-hmm. kids, the youths, the winter and Korea. <laughs> Thanks for babysitting. For real. <laughs> Oh man, this song, just all of them. Um, if you haven't seen the performance video, watch it because it's just a full stage, mm-hmm. them in their outfits. You need the performance video for sure. Oh, God, my brain just I can't. <laughs> and Nina, uh, final song for you. What is your number one track for January 2022? Okay, before, um, can I just interject and say I think we all might have the same I, number one track? I was just going to say, I think we all have the same number one. This is going to go by rather quickly, but I do have some extra yeah. stuff. So. Okay. Hit us I, with, I the just, number, with our number one song. Number one, number one Zondi Nina Crispy song of January is Smiley by Yenna featuring BB. <laughs> Very soon. I knew it. Yeah. yeah. I knew same. it. Oh, man. Yeah, we- <laughs> do us the honors. What do you love about it? Why is she the best? Uh, Why is BB also man. the best? Just two best girls being the best. Oh man, Yana. Um, <laughs> we uh, we were talking a bit on the court about how Yana, you know, she's just in Eyes One. She was the mood maker. She's here to make you smile. So for her to debut with this song, with this concept, just it just it makes you smile. Like what can you do? <laughs> um, I I think it's so catchy. It, it has a bit of that. Like a bit of pop rock to it. Um, you know, some people talk about like maybe I don't know. It's the the course itself, it has a bit of a pop rock feel to it. And I was a huge pop rock fan in my early teens, pop punk. Um Excellent. and just everything about this the music video, the lyrics, the vocals, BD playing the villain. <laughs> How can you not have a good time? with this song, with this video, with the choreography, and with this girl. <laughs> Zondi, please continue. Why do you love her so much? Because I do. Yeah, I mean, uh, the my list is very much biased, but I think it's super justified, <laughs> so I don't really care. And I think uh, I mentioned earlier that 
when I first listened to the Promise track, I was, you know, I, I couldn't stop thinking about it. was this track mm. where it, it was in my head. And, it, you know, it's like some of my favorite K-pop tracks of all time. I like to think of uh, or, or I've, you know, dubbed to other people as uh, dopamine farms. And this is definitely a dopamine yeah. farm song. Like you listen to it and it's just like. I, and especially with the the performances, the stages, and as well as the music video, uh, it's just such a great extension of Yena's personality as we know her from Eyes One, just like Nino was saying. Uh, I think BB's feature was an amazing foil to Yena's character as well as just very like raw musically her voice. Bibi in her low register contrasted with Yena, who is like really singing up there for most of the song. All of this, I mean, it it it, it all just works together so well to make this definitely my favorite title track of the year so far. Uh, the pre-chorus to the song also has the same woozy effect of it mm-hmm. sounds like you're plugged into a guitar amp. Is the best way I can put it, which might not be very descriptive for people who have never plugged a mic into a guitar amp, I imagine. But, uh, yeah, it's the same kind of high-pass filter where, it, you know, you're, it's like that muted Harry Styles sound. Uh, I really like it. It's maybe blending towards the pop rock elements as well as the guitar that drives the chorus. It's so good. It's so catchy. Also... Um, this is my favorite title track of the year so far. Uh, track three on the EP, I need to shout it out. I'm so sorry. I need to talk about it. Luck to you is the best song ever written. It's so yes, good. Yes, yes. It's so, the mini so, is good. so good. The mini is amazing. Luck, Luck to, to you. you. Uh, the first time I listened to it, I, I say this a lot. The first time I listened to it, I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. Uh, I, I The intro, like the first part where it's kind of the synthesized vocals playing like there's like these gorgeous chords and then go into to you know the guitar the rhythm guitar and uh the chorus is so well written it reminds me i said this at some point of of early paramore writing except you know a bit more upbeat because it is you know it's it's everything all at once i love luck to you i love smiley thank you you know and thank you to the production team L-X-X-K, number two, letter U. Look it up on Spotify now. It's so good. <laughs> Seriously, if you haven't listened to it, I beg and plead. It is actually just an amazing song. Mm-hmm. So the, this exercise, uh, this is for all the audience listeners, all of us. I can't speak. Um, I told them we would reveal the songs uh, as a surprise to each other. We had no prior knowledge <laughs> of anything that was going to happen. <laughs> To the show, um, I, I was hoping certain songs were going to be brought up. I was almost assured that this song was going to be on our list at some point. And as we continued the conversation, it became very apparent that it was number one for all three of us, for all the reasons already said by Nina and Zondi. Um, I, I love the song. I love the way that you guys talked about it. Um, I think the contrast between BB and Yena um, is a great refresher in the middle of the song because um i think warren did mention it a song like this can fall into the trappings of being too cheesy too much of this happiness in your face it's like you gotta be happy like i'm yeah i'm gonna save the day make everyone happy 
but it doesn't do that to an an over extent. It kind of it hits that point and it pulls it back, and then it allows the music, the the edgy pop punkness, to kind of balance all of that out because it, it can be a little too cheesy, right? Um, and I think all of those themes play really well with how she presents herself as a performer. She does a lot of the the cool rock movements but then it's got some really cool choreo got a lot of smiling um and i think like you said the the way that she uses the instruments with well at least the production team uses the instruments with her voice complements really well with kind of the theming of um you know this concept of who yana is um i think me coming into it not the not most knowledgeable eyes one fan um I, I mentioned this on on a show with joe cab um I, I knew Eyes One. I didn't know them, know them. I knew Yenna. I didn't watch a lot of Yenna prior to this. Uh, safe to say I watched a lot of Yenna after this. <laughs> I watched all the stages. I watched, um, I watched her show, her web drama she did, uh, The World of My 17, season two. <laughs> I love that show. I love season one. It has Aden from Oh My Girl. Yenna now plays that main character equally amazingly. <laughs> and I just, it's just it's such a, such an encapsulation of not just the show, but this song and who she is as a person. And I feel like all of those elements played really well to characterize her in entertainment. And I think for me, I haven't had this type of mental connection with an artist and the personality for a long time. I think that's what kind of makes it really special to me. Um, with the song itself, the thing you said, Zondi, about being a dopamine hit, a dopamine, what was your farm farm <laughs> yes um you know there, there are times when life does get you down and um I'll, I'll say it like i i have my down days too but then i'll listen to the song and i will be overcome with a rush of very positive feel good thoughts and emotions and um you know it, it's corny and cheesy but i think that's kind of the power of music sometimes you kind of just need something to help you get get by in that moment and i think yana I, was, I sound so sappy, but I, I feel like Yen has done that for me. And I really do appreciate and love <laughs> the fact that she has done that. Um, I totally don't dance to the choreography anytime, every time I hear it. Totally don't. Don't know it at all. Um, but I watch the stages. It's <laughs> all fantastic. Um, I do want to touch on Luck to You because that's a bonus note. I had, again, we didn't plan any of this, guys. It's just all, just all organic. Um, Luck to You, uh, a bonus track for all of you to listen to. It's it's amazing. It's very paramory, like Zondi said. Um, it does start off with with the chords, and it pulls you in. And it's this idea of uh, peace out, old boyfriend or old person I'm in a relationship with. Like I'm good, I'm good without you. Get out of here. Um, and I think it's a nice um, switch up from a smiley to luck to you, thematically doing different things, but musically um, flows back and forth together really well. Uh, we talked a lot about Yenna. I, I, we we talked for another <laughs> two hours if we wanted to. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna. Throw, I could go with yeah. Yenna all day. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna throw it to Nina to close us out. Nina. So we've got Yenna Zondi. This is Zondi's favorite song of the year. Safe to say, it's probably <laughs> going to be my one of my favorite songs of the year. Mm. Um, you know, if there's a message that you want to project forward with this song, kind of moving forward to the rest of the year, what would that be? Kind of like, what are some of the themes you're pulling from the year that will help uh, from the song that will help you throughout the rest of the year? Oh man, sometimes you just got to farm that dopamine. 
it's, you know, January especially can be tough. Um, and, you know, some people might say that this song is, you know, too upbeat, too sugary, whatever, but it's just the perfect amount of optimism and motivation for me. And this is what I come to K-pop for. <laughs> Is exactly this this song. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like this is the, a really good combination of having fun with K-pop, having a message, but also attaching to the character of who the artist is. Because I think that's what can make that's what makes K-pop special, right? Where you know we do have access to the artists a little bit more than we do in the West because we see their journey in totality. You know, we see them as trainees. Um, you know, we get vlogs, we get side content, and you know, Especially with Yena, because mm -hmm. of produce, right? Yeah, yeah, we we saw it all. Um, so it's it's just a nice peek into their creative process and kind of seeing how it runs parallel with um, our own experiences. I think for me, the song is just one of those pick me ups that I will go back to very often throughout the year. And um, yeah, I'm very thankful that the song exists. Thankful for you two for uh, for putting it at number one as well. Um, so just to recap. So we've got Nina's top three with Woozy, Ruby, Promise Nine with DM, and Yenna featuring BB with Smiley. Um, Zondi's top three is Woozy, Wujisonyo Chokume, Chokumi, Chokume. I'm bad at pronouncing things. Uh, with Super <laughs> Yuppers and Yenna. Um, and then for myself, I have Bam Bam featuring Sulgi with Who Are You. Uh, number two is Promise Nine, and number one is Yenna. So yeah, that is that is our top three guys. Gosh, what a what a ride! Um, on the on the main show, they you know we do the soju chart here, so we have input. We vote. The Gochu Gang um, gets to vote every week for songs to be put on the show, and then a top three of songs to uh, to win it all to win the chart. Oh wait, can I just say um, I am super surprised Wada Dao is not mentioned, Nina. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, well, my my two right. alternates were uh, Super Yuppers and Wadada. Those were my my next in the top five. So we went first every time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So no alternates. Yeah. But uh, if we get into some honorable mentions, I'd love to talk about. I'd love to see Crispy do the choreography again. Actually, <laughs> um, <laughs> about that. That was uh, pre-production. <laughs> meeting kind of situation we don't talk about that um but uh, we'll throw that into the, so the soju chart this this month so january had four weeks of soju chart um there was a week off from the main show um shout out to anita for feeling better and making it back we, we love you anita um some carryover at the beginning of the month from december and all the way to the end uh you know a lot of variations and things Let, let's talk about water a little bit here so um it did make the Gochu Gang, the patrons, um, Soju chart. Um, it did quite well the first week, um, but kind of fell off, I'd say. Um, was that surprising to you guys that um, a song that catchy, that fairly general audience friendly, um, you know, had its run at the beginning of the month and then fell off? And then the crew actually not really connecting with the song? Or was that kind of typical for what you think about the trajectory of that type of song? Nina, start us off. I kind of, <laughs> I always joke with Zondi, but this was, um, I like to close my eyes and pretend that this is a pristine song. 
um, Christine being one of my favorite girl groups of all time, who's sadly no longer with us. And this song was co-written by uh, Shannon, or Songyeon, who was a member of Christine. Um, so, and, and you know, when, when you close your eyes, you can imagine it as a follow-up to We Woo and We Like, um, kind of closing out. So that's, um, that's kind of my personal takeaway from this one. But I, you know, I've seen Kepler's Divisive, um, especially on the Soju Talk Discord. A lot of people weren't happy with the final lineup. A lot of people who watch Girls Planet... Um, no. So I think that's part of. <laughs> there were some things said. <laughs> so I think that's part of, um, you know, what plays into in, in the Soju Talk court, especially. Um, there's a lot of mixed feelings about Kepler. Um, yeah, I don't know. A lot of people, I think it ended up being a lot of people really liked it, and a lot of people really didn't. From what I saw, um, I I think it's fun. I think it's a fun catchy song it gets stuck in my head constantly um i'm a big fan of the girls i think they're doing great um but i i guess i can see why maybe it hasn't stuck with some people i don't know it, it, I, I think it's catchy <laughs> i think it's a lot of fun um the kids on tiktok love it it's popping off on k-pop tiktok so i think uh i think we got good things coming from kepler if Wada Da wasn't your thing, I, uh, you know, I, I, I expect good things from them. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it's it did a nice job being an earwormy introduction song for the group, right? I think, um, like you said, it pops off. It popped off really well on TikTok. It's got some choreo that's very easy to learn. Not saying that I learned it, but I'm saying it's easy to learn. Um, <laughs> Zondi, uh, I have a feeling you have some contrasting ideas. Contrary ideas? Contrary ideas. Um, what did you think about the song? And kind of where do you stand with Wadada and Kepler? Well, the reason Nina jokes with me about it sounding, sounding like a pristine song is because when I listen to whenever I listen to it, I definitely hear pristine. It, it, it is like an extension of we we like kind of vibe i don't know there's something about it i don't know what it is i wish i could put it into words uh but it you know out of those songs it maybe would be my least favorite i like it more than we like oh. uh, i i like it more than we like but i don't know uh i'm not too big on it it's it's fun i guess i don't know i like the girls the girls are cool i enjoyed the show uh, not as much as other pretty seasons, maybe, uh, especially with mm-hmm. how the ending went. Uh, you know, I'm kind of super duper lukewarm on it. I, I do see, I see both the reason why there was some positive reception towards it initially, as well as why it did kind of fall off plus L plus ratio after like a few weeks. Uh, but you know. I don't know. I like it. It's 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 cool. Yeah, um, the song reminds me of Pristine. Rest in peace. <laughs> yeah, it, it is one of those songs that just you know gets stuck in your head. That's if you're a person who doesn't listen to K-pop like 24 hours a day. Yes, there are people who do that. We have the receipts, Wolf. Um, <laughs> that um, he listens to Adele for a couple Get hours. It right. Get it right. Fair, fair enough. Um, <laughs> 
but you know, you listen to a song like this, and it's kind of just a song that pop, like hits in in your head and just in your memory just for a moment, right? And I think that's why um, it's it's it does a nice job of sticking in your head, being earwormy, catchy, and then kind of wisp away into whatever it needs to be next. And I think that is kind of a positive thing for Kepler because then hopefully they can move forward. Um, the crew mentioned it's somewhere in between Dream Girl and La Vie and Rose. So, Which is a pretty big gap. It's a pretty big gap. <laughs> uh, There's I, a pretty gargantuan gap, if I do say so. Much. I will say <laughs> it's probably further away from La Vie and Rose than closer to La Vie and Rose. Let's just say that. Yeah, I think it's very, I think it's characterized well. Uh, we know the members, we know the show, we know uh, how they are all put together. Um, and again, it's the beauty of produce. You get to know them prior to debut, so you do form an attachment to them, um, whatever they end up doing. Whether it's um, good or bad, which is all subjective. <laughs> um, one, so I was a little, maybe not bummed out, but surprised that um, Super Yuppers had, you know, a bit of popularity on the server specifically. So the Gochu gang by a wide margin voted at number one uh, for the week of January 12th and then completely fell off for the rest of the month. Um, I was a bit surprised. I wasn't so sure exactly how to take that. I like the song just fine, but I understand if other songs came in um, specifically promise nine and Yena took over that gap of genre for people. Um, Zani, what did you think about Super Yarpers falling off when Promise Line and Yana came out? Um, I feel like it's one of those songs that it 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 works best as a talking piece and not a song like on its own, if you know what I mean. Uh, it definitely had its moment in the server. I you know, as a fan and someone who enjoyed it a lot, I'm definitely going to be revisiting it throughout the year, but I definitely see why people wouldn't. Because once you kind of get past the point where every day you're talking about the different stage outfits or the different thing they did on stage, it, it you know, it's just the song that's, you know, maybe not as good as other songs, you know, Yana and Promise songs, that, yeah, no, I, I don't know. It's uh, it, it, I think it worked best for most people as a talking piece and it's past that point. So no big deal. I'm not mad about it. Yeah. I think it's kind of like the fun fluid nature of K-pop, right? Where things come and go, things move very quickly. Um, but it's up to you to decide how long you want to experience something or keep it in your life. For me, I like the song just fine. It's on a playlist that I continue to listen to. It's one of those songs that because it's so different from the rest of the songs in the playlist, it always catches my attention to really listen to it and pay attention. Um, and I have both the songs on the uh, on that playlist. The title of the second song escapes me. I can't remember it. Um, but that song is also equally absurd and ridiculous. Um, let's end off the uh, end out end off the the soju chart um, with February 1st, which is a bit, you know, I, I think it was pretty standard, normal um, way it turned out. So from us not getting their second crown, Hopefully they get the retirement, the hollow spice next week. Uh, but Moonbill sneaks in at number three. Um, Nina, any surprises for uh, the start of February for the Soju chart for you? Uh, 
was a bit interesting to see Warren having Pentagon in second. Um, I kind of get it. I think the Pentagon song is fun. It's funky. Um, Pentagon have been consistently re releasing above average songs, but not my favorite songs, but they're doing well. Um, so good to see the shout out. Um, obviously, Moonbule, very popular with... Uh... Actually, you know what is surprising is seeing Moonbule take third, <laughs> I think, from the go-to gang, <laughs> considering the Mama Moo fan base we have on there. But Yeno is just that good. She's just that good. <laughs> I'm really curious. So I, I didn't specifically like pull this out, but I do remember just from the top of my head that Yenna, the week of the break, did not pull very well. I think it was like I think it was flipped. I think right. Mumbul was first and Yenna was third. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a flip chart. And then we got yeah. back to Yenna first the way things should be. Yeah. And then maybe the next week all <laughs> sad and we all had to listen to Yenna more. Maybe that's what happened. And I think that the ghost of chart the three of us had the same chart this past week. We didn't change. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a snake. Yeah, um, yeah, the three of us. Uh, yeah, we totally don't think alike. Um, this show totally doesn't make any sense. Um, no, I think it has a lot to do with kind of the longevity of songs and how you allow a song to live for a little over a week or perhaps over two days. The, the time that you know the Moonbill song came out, I'm sure it was very exciting for a lot of people. Um, mm -hmm. Then the way that the Yenna song stuck around, um, shout out to her marketing team and just getting her out on all the TikToks and all the collaborations. I think that helped a lot. Um, and I think Biff helped a lot reposting everything. Um, but also, Every time she does one with an Eyes One member, I die a little bit on the inside. Oh. I'm sorry, Pat Pat. Um, but I think it goes to show the, how a song remains in people's consciousness, right? Where perhaps okay. that first week um, things shifted a little bit and then it came back where Yena from S9 were again top two for a lot of just the regular general audience listeners on the Soju Talk Nation uh, Discord, which, um, yeah, I think it's I think it's a cool trend. And then I'd like to see a little like maybe a statistical analysis. Maybe you could do such a thing because you are the sociology person, Nina, um, <laughs> the social science person. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm always curious on how these trends um, ebb and flow throughout the week. And I think that was a nice natural experiment that there was a break for us mm -hmm. to see the flip in the chart, at least as far as um, the Soju Talk Nation goes. Yeah. Yeah, and for me, like I, I listened to Lunatic. I thought it was fun, but I think after that first week, I, I didn't come back to it. So I can see what was, you know, <laughs> what was going I on. I enjoyed there. It's a good the song. song. It's yeah. just the worst version of the song with the same name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the orbit speaks. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Nina Zondi, that was music for January 2022. That was this month in Soju Talk Music. You guys killed it. You guys did excellent. <laughs> um, let's move into our closing thoughts, our monthly check-in. Um, Zondi, how you doing? You were here last month to talk about December music, and now you're here again, and I love to see you. I love to hear from you. How are you doing now? Um, and kind of what's the outlook moving forward for February? You're never getting away from me, Crispy. It's, <laughs> I'd say it's been a good month for me. I mean, I had my exams for most of it, which kind of sucked, but... Uh, I mean, my exams. By I, by I had my exams. What I really mean is, I learned my entire modules in the span of two days, and somehow got away with it, which sucks because it means I'm going to keep doing it. 
But, you know, I think the exams went well. They're over now. I don't have to worry about them. I've been chilling, mostly just, you know, getting back into the grind and working again. <laughs> My exams are finished and I'm working on coursework, such as the life of a uni student. Yeah. But I've been listening to K-pop and other music. Nice. Uh, I've been listening to Luck to You by Yena. It's a good song. <laughs> Uh, performance I've heard, video. I've heard that as well. I've heard that it's a good. Oh, song. performance video. Uh, I just want to say one thing about the performance video. She has a guitar. She has super long fingernails. Clearly not playing it, but <laughs> at least it's plugged in. Obviously, she's not playing it because they're playing the the fucking original track over all of the entire band that they got together to record the performance video, which is hilarious. Also, good job. They actually plugged in the guitar. That's it. Yes. Shout out to the plugged in guitar. Shout out to all the neon. Kind of the the dark yeah. shadows. Oh, it's so cool when they turn off. Uh, it's at the end of the smiley performance video as well, where they turn mm. off the lights and they have the glow in the dark tape as well as yeah, all that yeah. stuff. But yeah, the Yen and the Promise albums have really been carrying this year for me so far. I think. Yeah, kind of remarkable that those two albums just by themselves have made up so much of my listening and your listening um, habits over the mm-hmm. past month. Uh, Nina, how you doing? How's life? Um, how was January? And how are you feeling about February? <laughs> January has been just uh, constant snowstorms here on the East Coast. So, and on top of that, you know, we're still uh, pretty pretty high level lockdowns here. So I've been spending a lot of time inside um, and listening to Yetta and Promise and kind of a random um, Kim Johan of We I. Uh, he released pretty good mini. The title track Dessert is just okay. Rest of the song's pretty good. Um, <laughs> that's just another random shout out. Yeah, I uh, been pretty boring. I'm on, I think, my fourth playthrough of Red Dead Redemption Two. Um, <laughs> yeah, going for a hundred percent. So I've been working on that since January first, and uh, I'm at about fifty percent. So <laughs> check in with me next month and see how that's going. It's it's one of my favorite games of all time. So it's just like a comfort game that I return to when I'm stuck inside without much else to do but yeah shout out to yena for being a ray of light during the most depressing month of the year probably (laughs) it's getting dark later again which is good yes we have passed the shortest day of the year so uh, yeah let's go (laughs) yeah it's again i think it's it's kind of great timing that yena released that song and that ep in january mid-january when you know it's a slog to get through that this time of year whether it's the, the weather or the snow um depending on where you are in the world things could be a lot more difficult um east coast and canada 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 you folks <laughs> over there you guys are you know powering through um i know the uk is just always cloudy so i'm sorry zondi um, it was a beautiful day today. Oh, nice. Well, because <laughs> well, the day the weather knew. It's like, oh, you're talking about Yano? You're going to record about her? Okay, well, here's some sunshine <laughs> to match your your mood and your energy. For real. Um, but yeah. I, she is a superhero. Truly. God. Imagine her flying down into our presence. <laughs> I can. 
now my brain stopped. Um, but I, I feel like this episode might as well just have been the Yenna episode again because <laughs> we just have so much. To say. I mean, honestly, it is one of my favorite things I've listened to in a long time. Um, mm-hmm. I tend to listen to full EPs and albums. Um, this is one I've been going back to, um, genuinely going back to, not just streaming overnight. I don't do that sometimes. Um, I, I listen to it throughout the day and I'm just like super in, in, enjoyed. <laughs> It's super enjoyable, and I'm just very happy, and it, it does add to the the environment of um, you know positivity and energy and light. Um, what what was she known for? Uh, the happiness virus, mm-hmm. right? Okay, happy virus, happy virus. Yeah. See, I I'm a was one. I totally know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then watching her show, The World of My Seventeen, season two, because that just ended also at the beginning of January. <laughs> Have you seen it, Nina? No, I haven't, but I should. I should watch it. Um, Biff <laughs> says he, he didn't watch season one, and he loved season two just fine. So okay. you, you can do that. It's great. I mean, um, I, also, I also like Aaron, so, <laughs> you know. <laughs> all right, so I, I'm repeating myself. I'll say it again. So I told this joke, Ab. <laughs> the character of Nadi is very specifically, like, um, this very, like, awkward, kind of ugly duckling, um, like, weird like, girl, right? So, Aden does a nice job playing Nadi. Yena does a she, nice job. Sorry, she Wait, plays ugly an ugly duckling character. It's, yes, it's supposed to be. A, yes, yeah, that that is kind of yeah. <laughs> the confusion. <laughs> yes, um, and then Yena plays Nadi really well. So they both capture Nadi, but Nadi is Yena. IRL mm. is how I see it because that's not that's not Aden. Aden is a little bit more composed and actually kind of. Mm-hmm yeah stuff brain uh soju she drinks soju she's <laughs> okay um but yes yena is very much not um, check, check it out i'm just blabbering now um as far as january um i just i, I will say it just uh, very lightly california is uh what you think of it just relatively sun- sunny so i have been just been able to go outside and take walks i think that's been very helpful for like myself just to get away from the computer um and seeing friends and new friends has been a great way to start the year. And I think I just made an intentional, um, I guess, intentional choice to do that more often because I think November, December, I was very much uh, introverted away from people. And I was like, you know, I'll start the year where I'm actually trying to see people. So it's it's been going well in that sense. And, um, you know, spending a little bit less time confined to my thoughts has helped me a lot in a lot of ways um so i hope to do that more in, in february um in february i have is it one wedding i have a, a wedding in february and i have a wedding in march to go to so hopefully the omicron chills the f out and um yeah that that, that is what i'm looking forward to the next couple of months guys you guys are both great you guys are excellent you guys are adorable um luminous beings are both of you and um i couldn't thank you enough zondi and nina for joining the show any closing thoughts zondi before we head out here yeah i have some notes it's the start of the year i didn't get my predictions in i just want there <laughs> to be more hyperpop please yes give me charlie xcx sophie espa yuppie yuppie that's all i want thank as you as the much. resident uh hyperpop fans of the discord that's all we're hoping for <laughs> Please. Yeah. 
more uh, experimental. That, yeah, just go wild. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm tired of hearing the same shit. <laughs> but actually, sometimes the same shit can be good. True. But give me the new shit, too. Give me both of them. Yeah, it's all the shit. Yeah, the good shit. Uh, the good shit. Um, Nina, any closing thoughts for you? Um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to February in K-pop. I gotta say, uh, we got um, VVs, the uh, the G Friend members are finally making their debut. We've got Taeyeon's full album. We've got Billy. Billy, yes, <laughs> our girls, um, and A Pink as well. Oh, I'm um, so looking forward to that. Evening. Yes. So I think we have big things coming in February. And um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to it. <laughs> you guys are so Stream Billy and up to date. <laughs> like, I feel like I, I'm always playing catch up because I'm always like. <laughs> We're just on the Discord constantly. <laughs> I just know things, you know, Crispy. It's just like all in my head. I mean, I'm the, uh, I just can't help The it. Ninapedia, as the kids have been calling me. For real, for real. Really? Oh, all the kids <laughs> that you're babysitting on Discord. Oh. <laughs> um, well, this has been an absolute pleasure. Honestly, this, this hour and a half went by so fast. I'm just like, <laughs> just I just want to hang out with you guys all the time. But we do have to call it. Um, thank you for the amazing conversation, the monthly K-pop wrap up. Um, everyone, um, come say hi to us. Join us on Discord. It's a good time. Um, let's 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 do the outro. I, I'm, I'll listen I'm, to "Luck to You" by Yena. Yes, listen, listen <laughs> to "Luck to You" by Yena. Um, listen to "Luck to You" by Yena. Yeah, Yena, Yena. We love Yena. Yena Alt. <laughs> um, signing out. Thank you for listening to the Soju Talk Nation podcast, episode 43. Subscribe on YouTube, follow on Spotify or your preferred podcast platform, and continue the conversation on the Soju Talk K-pop podcast Discord. This has been the Soju Talk Nation for Nina, channeling her inner Suyun, and Zondi, channeling his inner Luddy. This is Crispy. We love Yena. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.